Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio. Your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Tuesday, April 25th, and we start with local news. As the city of Columbia continues its growth and development, looking at trends heading into the next 10 years, one indicator in tracking Columbia's progress is its requests for new construction permits. Though the numbers appear to have stabilized in the last year or two, the overall amount of building permit requests for new construction has doubled compared to five years ago, according to the latest data provided by Columbia's Department of Development Services. The numbers, as of last week, have averaged about 900 permit requests per year. This includes requests for apartment units, which came on board in 2021. That trend looks to be continuing so far in 2023 compared to the same time last year, Development Services Director Paul Keltner said. Our overall permits have grown tremendously due to the mass home improvements that have taken place over the last couple of years, which really gets reflected in our inspection numbers, which was over 6,000 last year, he said. Building permit requests since 2018, not including apartment units, are for 2018, 420 permits, and 2019, 446, and 2020, 420, and 2021, 708, and 2022, 653, and thus far in 2023, 259. Mayor Chaz Mulder commented on the stabilization of the last two years, meaning the city can not only maintain the growth it's already experiencing, but has the ability to plan ahead for the next spike, if and when it happens. We have seen quite a bit of growth over the last five years, but we are also starting to see a lot of other things, and one is stabilization, Mayor Mulder said. We also know we have thousands of jobs that have been announced over the years, of which some have already been coming online, but there are still a few that are some years out from reaching their capacity. And so we are at this moment of opportunity in creating housing inventory for these jobs that are not yet filled. That is the sign of a robust, thriving, but not overly strained growth rate, he said. Mayor Mulder added that another indicator of the last five years' growth is in the city's planning commission meetings. Five years ago, we were happy to have a planning commission agenda, which meant there were items seeking approval, Mulder said. And now we're at a point where our agendas are so long, our meetings are, are lasting three hours. But more importantly, it's because of the position we are now in that we have more leverage in the conversation, he said. Although building permit requests continue to come through the city and developments are approved, the market largely determines its completion and or timeline. This was made true during the COVID-19 pandemic when inflation and the rise in construction costs, building materials, and demand affected construction momentum. Market conditions drive a lot of this, and there have been multiple projects approved by the city but have pulled back, in part or altogether, because the market has changed and become too expensive, Mulder said. That's something to also consider when looking at these numbers. Growth is also a topic that generates a number of opinions among citizens, such as those who might have owned property for generations suddenly facing a 500-home neighborhood next door. However, Mayor Mulder stressed that city staff has put much more focus on smart growth and that the goal is to continue the city's development but do it in a way that is deliberate, thereby creating a base for the future that can thrive and create more opportunities. 
The Center of Hope and the Murray County Health Department are asking local businesses and residents to join together this Thursday in the fight against human trafficking. As part of Sexual Assault Awareness Month, the Red Sand Project is a community-wide event in which participants are asked to pour a bag of red sand in front of their businesses or homes, take a photo, and share it on social media. Center of Hope will also be gathering participants at the Murray County Courthouse starting at 11 a.m. on Thursday to join together in the pour. It's a wonderful project, draws attention to the problem, and is just a brilliant way to raise awareness for all those people who fall through the cracks. Center of Hope director Cindy Sims said, There will be some of us at the courthouse and other places in town, she said. Sims added that Wednesday is also Denim Day, where schools, businesses, and other organizations encourage people to wear denim in support of sexual assault victims. Red Sand posts to social media are encouraged to use the hashtags Center of Hope TN, Red Sand Project TN, and hashtag It Has to Stop. Bags of sand may be picked up at the Murray County Health Department, located at 1909 Hampshire Pike through 4.30 p.m. on Wednesday. Sand will also be available on a first-come, first-served basis. For more information, contact Cindy Sims at csims, that's C-S-I-M-S, at centerofhopetn.org, or Jennifer Kinzer at jennifer.kinzer, that's K-I-N-Z-E-R, at tn.gov. The Red Sand Project is an interactive art exhibition whose mission is to raise awareness of human trafficking. Participants will spread red sand on sidewalk cracks in front of local businesses and community gathering spots. The idea is to bring attention to those who have fallen through the cracks in society, according to the press release. The project has spread to more than 70 countries around the world, with more than 1 million participants taking part. Participants have included students, educators, businesses, nonprofit organizations, celebrities, and survivors. Sand used in the Red Sand Project consists of a feldspathic rock, a known source for producing a natural, non-toxic material void of carcinogens like crystalline silica, quartz, and tremolite asbestos. The red coloring is made using organic pigment and resins, encapsulating each grain with only organic ingredients. The sand is also free of any nuts, gluten, or wheat, and is tested annually for safety. Two Murray County commissioners, Gabe Howard and Aaron Miller, and a Murray County Board of Education member, Laura Nutt, were among a group of men and women turned away from the Murray County Republican Party meeting last Thursday night. The group were refused a vote in the reorganization of the party due to a lack of official credentials, according to several individuals involved. The party's annual reorganization meeting was held at the Ridley Park 4-H Center to choose a new executive committee, including chair and vice chair. Jerry Bridenbaugh was elected as the party's new chair against incumbent Debbie Matthews, while Lana Hines was elected vice chair. What a way to be treated when you've served your community faithfully, said Gabe Howard, who was elected along with Aaron Miller as a Republican in the August 2022 election. I got word at 4.30 this afternoon that there was a short list of folks that Murray County off-duty deputies were turning away, he said. The building was rented in the name of an individual who is not on the executive committee rather than the county party, and Howard said the individual used that information to keep those on the list from entering the building. The building is owned by the University of Tennessee. Miller said he was eventually allowed to enter the building and participate due to his active military service restricting his ability to vote. 
In order to be a bona fide member of the party, one of the qualifications is to have voted in three of the four previous primaries as a Republican, while another option is to be vouched for by another bona fide member of the party. According to one person who was ousted from the meeting, vouching was not an allowed method to earn voting privileges. Miller, Howard, and Laura Nutt, all of whom were vouched for ahead of the 2022 election, were all elected as Republicans in August. Miller said a representative from the state executive committee informed him those vouches were not recognized by the party because the county executive committee did not have proper authority. Miller stated that in an attempt to negate his status as an elected Republican, he and others have been labeled as libertarians attempting to take over the party. During the 5th Congressional 5th District Congressional race, candidates Morgan Ortegas, Robbie Starbuck, and Baxter Lee were removed from the ballot for a similar reason, despite having been vouched for, a move Matthews claimed publicly on a number of occasions was against the party's rules. For them to say I'm not a Republican is pretty rich, Howard said. I was one primary short of meeting their definition of being bona fide. I spend hundreds of hours away from my four young boys serving this community with conservative values, and to be treated the way I was treated today is disgusting, he said. What they pulled tonight was voter suppression at its core, he said. Following controversies late last year, American Classical Academy is again taking steps to organize charter schools in Middle Tennessee, including locations in Murray, Madison, Rutherford, Montgomery, and Robertson counties. The Murray County Board of Education will soon hear details about the charter school's proposal, dubbed Murray American Classical Academy, at a special called meeting on tonight, April 25th. According to the ACA Charter School application, the date for the school board to make a final decision is May 2nd. The charter's governing body, American Classical Education, affiliated with Hillsdale College, submitted in February an application to five school boards across Middle Tennessee after previously withdrawing applications from the Jackson-Madison County School System and Clarksville and Murfreesboro School Systems in September. The charter would form a K-5 school in Murray County with intentions to expand grade levels each year, evolving into a K-12 school. If approved by the school board, the charter school would aim to reach an enrollment of 340 students across grades K-5, through starting out, according to the 500-page application. On Monday, school board member Laura Nutt of Spring Hill District 5, who serves on a five-member committee charged by Murray County Public School Superintendent Lisa Ventura to review the charter application, spoke before the Murray County Commission explaining the application review process. She also shared her perspective that allowing for charter schools represents parents' rights. I've heard a lot of misconceptions and misunderstandings about what charter schools are and why we are looking at possibly approving one, Nutt said. This isn't about if we should have charter schools. The state has already allotted that. This is about if the specific charter school qualifies, she said. Nutt cited the General Assembly's passage of legislation that allows charter schools to be state-funded through Tennessee Investment Through Student Achievement, or TISA, the new state funding formula for school districts. Also in 2019, the General Assembly created the Tennessee Public Charter School Commission under Lee's tutelage. Charter schools are public schools. They are funded by public dollars and held to the same academic standards as other public schools in Tennessee, Nutt said. There is a myth that charter schools are taking away money from public schools, but that is not true. 
The fact is, charter schools are public schools. In Tennessee, the funding follows the students. What this allows for is a parent to choose to send their child to a charter school. This is fundamentally about parents' rights, she said. Charter schools serve all students with no tuition fee, including students with special needs and disabilities, with no selective admission requirements, which is addressed in the ACA application in Murray County. What we are looking at, as far as the school board, is if the specific charter that gave us an application qualifies and meets those standards, Nutt said. Nutt vowed that the committee would do its due diligence to ensure that the proposed charter meets the criteria required by state law. We should always remember that government is established to ensure the rights of the citizens and not to mandate and tell parents what they can and cannot do. As government officials, remember what our role is, Nutt said. Ahead of Laura Nutt's comments, County Commissioner Brandon Nutt of District 5 pulled from the agenda a resolution stating that the commission supports the charter school, explaining that he didn't want the resolution's intent to be misperceived. The school board's first discussion about the charter application will be this evening, today. Governor Bill Lee's support of school choice was exemplified in his voucher program implemented to address failing test scores among the bottom five of low-performing school districts in Tennessee, only including Shelby County schools in the greater Memphis area and Metro Nashville public schools in Davidson County. Lee also linked himself to Hillsdale College in his, <coughs> excuse me, in his State of the State address in February, alluding to a partnership with the college to bring at least 50 charter schools to Tennessee. However, he later distanced himself from ties to the college last summer when college president Larry Arne said at a Franklin, Tennessee event that, quote, teachers are trained in the dumbest parts of the dumbest colleges in the country, unquote, drawing much bipartisan and public ire. The application states that ACA would support mastery of Tennessee's state standards through systematic phonics instruction, Singapore math, a focus on American history, civics, government, use of the Socratic method, and the study of Latin beginning in the sixth grade, for example, as well as a focus on the arts and athletics. The charter operator is considering the areas of North, Car- North Columbia, rather, Hampshire, or the heart of Columbia on James Campbell Parkway as possible areas to build the proposed charter school, according to the application. ACA representatives build a case in the application that a charter school would aid in pu- student population growth in Murray County as more families move to the area. The fastest growing county in Tennessee, coupled with rising home prices, fast-paced manufacturing growth, and incoming capital investments. Middle Tennessee houses nine of the fastest-growing cities in the state. In the past, many school boards and constituents across the state have fought against the organization of charter schools, including most recently Jackson-Madison County Schools, in favor of preserving state and federal funds for public school systems. Public School Partners, a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization that supports public schools, estimates that the ACA charters across five counties, if approved, would draw more than $17 million from public school district funding in its first year. Superintendent Lisa Ventura said the district could stand to lose public school dollars, state, federal, and local, because student-teacher ratios most likely will not balance out the loss of the cost. The per-pupil expenditure in Murray County is $9,744, according to a 2021-2022 recent state report card, which is approximately the amount that would follow a student to a charter school if approved. The first wave of students at the proposed ACA would equal 320 pupils. For example, if all of the students leaving here in the same classroom were in the same classroom, I wouldn't have to hire a teacher, so I would break even. But that's not likely, 
Ventura said. So Murray County Public Schools loses. The funding is the trickiest part, she said. Ventura also said proper oversight of charter schools is an issue that's being debated. There are a lot of unknowns, but whenever you are taking money away from locally run public schools, whether state, federal, or local tax dollars, it's risky because charters, although they have to adhere to state testing, they get waivers such as for class size and enrollment procedures, which are different, Ventura said. Ventura said she is most concerned about children receiving the best and most rigorous education possible in alignment with state standards, no matter the school building. Tax dollars are following the child, but it is not run by an elected by any elected officials. It is run by a private board. Some school boards feel they are losing local control, Ventura said. There are people in the state of Tennessee who are very concerned that local decisions will not be honored by nonprofit charter schools. Ventura, who does not get a vote in the matter, said she is not against school choice. School choice is inherent in the American dream, Ventura said. We're in an unfortunate position now because we have the perfect storm of growth and low academic achievement. But who am I to say no to choice and competition? Murray County Public Schools currently scores below the state average in reading, which is 30.1% proficient or above, and math, which is 31.8% proficient or above. I love that we have a vibrant homeschool community and private school community. I partner with them, Ventura said. Every single child should have the right to the education they need. Not also said she welcomes competition. It can help us be better, she said, after the commission meeting last Monday. Free sports physicals are scheduled for Monday, April. I'm sorry, we'll pass pass that one by. <laughs> that one's gone by. Columbia State Community College's Department of Music will present its spring concert on April 27th at 1 p.m. in the Cherry Theater on the Columbia campus. Please come and enjoy some great music, said Holly Schultz, Columbia State music instructor. We're doing a mix of music and styles, but we are, are for sure singing some folk songs and a few musicals. The students have grown so much in the last year, and they are excited to perform, she said. Columbia State choir students and students from the music studios of Dr. Mark Lee, Dr. Daryl Miller, Christine Poitras, and Schultz will come together to perform in the upcoming concert. There will be performances from the choir, private voice students, a flute student, the jazz ensemble, and piano duets from both private piano lessons and the group piano class. A few pieces that will be performed are numbers from musicals such as Wicked, Beauty and the Beast, Newsies, The Sound of Music, and more. In addition, the choir will perform many pieces such as a medley from The Phantom of the Opera by Andrew Lloyd Webber and a folk medley called I'm a Yankee Doodle Dandy by R. Hunter. The concert is free and open to the public. The Cherry Theater is in the Wayman L. Hickman Building, located on the Columbia campus, which is on 1665 Hampshire Pike in Columbia. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have partly cloudy skies today with a high near 68 degrees. Winds will be out of the east-northeast at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect partly cloudy skies to become overcast overnight. There is a slight chance of a shower late. The low will be 43 degrees with light and variable winds. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. 
We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why the way you feel has always been so important to Susie and Tony Sowell. When people come here, I hope they feel like they're working with a person who's just like family. And by the time they leave here, I hope they feel like they're a part of our family. What I like most is when a family is leaving, they can say thanks. You made something we thought would be hard easier than we thought it would be. Not that we made it easy, we made it easier. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard. The same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg. We do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. Coach, baseball is back, and WKRM 103.7 is excited to bring you coverage and sponsorship options for this 2023 season. That's right, Taff, and this year our advertising partners have the option to sponsor our live Little League coverage, Atlanta Braves coverage, or a combo package that carry both of them. This area loves baseball, and what a great way to support the community by helping us bring coverage of our Little League, but also taking a moment to promote local businesses. 
Texas. People are crazy about the Atlanta Braves. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's something special and timeless about baseball radio broadcast. There sure is. So visit Front Porch Radio TN and click on the blue Advertise With Us button for more information about how your company can sponsor baseball of all kinds this season with WKRM. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Spring Hill legendary stock car racer Sterling Marlin was recently honored as one of NASCAR's top 75 drivers of all time, as the sport will observe its 75th anniversary during the second weekend of May. Naming the 75 Greatest Drivers is a continuation of the popular program established in 1998, recognizing the 50 Greatest Drivers for NASCAR's Golden Anniversary. The 50 Greatest Drivers form the foundation of the 75 Greatest Drivers. There will be 25 new names added to the list first established 25 years ago. Recently announced, in addition to Marlin, are Greg Biffle, Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, Casey Kane, Randy LaJoy, Kyle Larson, Ryan Newman, Mike Stefanik, and Tony Stewart. The remaining 15 will be revealed in the run-up on the May 12th through the 14th throwback weekend in Darlington, South Carolina. Marlin was especially successful in the circuit's super speedways, netting his first two Cup Series wins in the Daytona 500 in 1994 and 1995. In total, Marlin gathered 10 wins of at some of stock car racing's fastest and most historic tracks, adding two wins each at Talladega and Darlington. He was also known for his longevity, making 748 cup starts in 33 seasons. A neck injury sustained during a race at Kansas Speedway kept him from running the final seven events of the 2002 season, likely costing him a cup championship. A two-sport athlete at Spring Hill High School, the 65-year-old Marlin, the son of NASCAR driver Clifton Cuckoo Marlin, won his 64th race in 2018 at the Nashville Fairgrounds, becoming the oldest driver to win a Premier Series event. When Tennessee Republicans voted this month to expel two black Democratic lawmakers who protested for gun control on the House floor, they thought they were sticking it to the rabble-rousers in the State House. But the decision, led by Tennessee's Republican House Speaker Cameron Sexton, turned Representatives Justin Jones, Justin Pearson, and Gloria Johnson into national heroes of the liberal left. On Monday, the three Democrats met with President Joe Biden at the White House, the culmination of their rising profiles as they've come to symbolize the push for stronger gun laws and, to some, democracy itself amid Republican resistance. You're standing up for our kids. You're standing up for our communities, Biden said, kicking off their meeting in the Oval Office, which is still, which was ongoing in the afternoon. What the Republican legislature did was shocking. It was undemocratic, he said. In Tennessee's Republican supermajority legislature, Democrats are virtually powerless, relegated to play their bases with speeches and long-shot bills, but lacking the votes to pass laws. But the Tennessee Three, as they are now known, are no longer backbenchers, even though their push for gun reform in Tennessee hasn't succeeded. We need to take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff, or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Willie Nelson, Mark Rothbaum, Keith Wartman, Blackbird Presents, and Live Nation announce an additional 16 shows scheduled for the fall of 2023 as part of the 2023 Outlaw Music Festival Tour. The tour stops at First Bank Amphitheater on September 10th. The largest ever Outlaw Tour continues the celebration of Willie Nelson's milestone 90th birthday just as Willie wants it, on the road with his friends, family, and beloved fans. These new can't-miss shows feature an incredible lineup of artists including Willie Nelson and family, Bobby Weir and Wolf Brothers featuring the Wolfpack, the Avett Brothers, Tedeschi Trucks Band, Government Mule, The String Cheese Incident, Mike Campbell and the Dirty Knobs, Los Lobos, Elizabeth Cook, and Particle Kid. Tickets for the general public go on sale this Friday, April 28th at 10 a.m. You can get them by visiting www.livenation.com. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.